0: Brought to
1: you by Stitched by Susan, that wonderful quilter that you all wish you knew that I get to know very well. My wife, Susan Smith, is a award-winning, ribbon-winning, and absolute amazing quilter. If you'd like to find out more about what she offers as far as quilting goes, you want to go to www.quilting.com stitchedbysusan.com or you can reach her on all the social medias at stitchedbysusan. And William, here we are. Also brought to you by us.
0: Yeah. Because we only have one sponsor so far, so we're sponsoring ourselves. So please support us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, follow us, talk to us, comment, like, you name it, the whole kit and caboodle. Every little bit helps. The more coverage and the more uh, spreading we can do, the better.
1: Your mother says yeah. nice soundtrack. Hey, I agree. I like it. <laughs> so we have one person watching. We have mom watching. And actually, we're up to five already watching oh, this shindig.
0: 500% increase from last week. Look at us go. Our growth is unmatched. Wow. That is very <laughs> true. But before we get into it, though, uh, quick little content advisory. Uh, we do talk about pretty mature things in the show. We try to keep it as PG-13 as possible, but some of the concepts we discuss are a little bit more mature, just so you're aware. Also, we are not experts. We, we are dudes in our own little homemade studios making this up as we go, and we only have surface level understandings of the things we're talking about. So please take everything we say and every opinion we have with a very, very, very big spoonful of salt. With that
1: out of the way, roll it. I'm trying. You're doing great.
0: Welcome to the Will and Dave Show. Perfect. Welcome. Welcome to the table. This is the Will and Dave Show, and I'm your host, Will. And with me...
1: I'm Will's dad. I'm Dave. Yeah. Oh. It's good to be back.
0: It's Thank been you a week so much
1: for joining us. It's been a week since our last show, will?: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, a little bit more. Yeah, because yeah, we started at seven. Yeah. It, it's been a heck of a week, that's to say the least. I think I think unless the world changes, we might have a president. Yeah, we might. I'm not sure I mean, half we have the, one right now. I'm not sure half the country's happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we have one. Like forty seven point five percent are real pissed about it. Yeah, that's right. And about fifty two percent are really happy. <laughs> or yeah. of the people who voted, not of the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let's get and that out of out of the way. Um yeah. Uh you have any insights on the past week, Will? No. I, I just need things to make me happy. It's been a sad, very draining week. Very draining. To say the least. Well, I cannot agree more. I need things that make me happy. So I came up with something to make me happy. And I think that all of you are going to get happy along with us. In spite of all that has happened in the past few days, I challenge you to watch this and not smile. (laughs)
0: I think she should be your new co-host because what's coming out of her mouth Mm -hmm. is way more enjoyable than what's about to come out of mine.
1: I think that we should make her the only host because I think our viewership would skyrocket. Yeah, just fifty minutes of her eating strawberries. I would watch that. Raspberries, and, and she—raspberries. She, like, and she's she's a miracle worker. She spits the seeds out. She gnaws them to death and spits seeds out. Wow, <laughs> explain that. Yeah, that's like a, that's like a direct injection of serotonin straight into my veins. So, those of you who don't know, that is my granddaughter and we love her very much and every video and photo we get does actually make us smile isn't that so will without fail quite literally i'm I sorry live for for her i'm sorry i interrupted you reaching for a drink and turning your mic off i made you turn it back on in a hurry just wetting my whistle wetting your whistle so one thing that we like to do, and we're going to do every week, and we're going to encourage you all to do, is we want to answer your questions. And we're not going to answer them correctly all the time. Hence, in the intro, we s- a large amount of salt as you listen to our answers. <laughs> we, we guarantee answers. We make no claims as to the quality. Right. Or, or the correctness. We just guarantee answers. We may or may not be snarky with some of our answers. Just a few. What will happen when the Supreme Court hears Trump's election case, other than attorneys making a lot of money? Well, R. First thing I want to make aware is that if we're gonna progress as a country, I'm pretty sure grammar is going to <laughs> is going to come into play. And I am pretty sure that my wife is upstairs twitching reading that sentence. But other than that, William, do you have any feedback being a Canadian, not having any input into American politics? No input whatsoever. It's not
0: like I've been following them closely the last week. No, I think he hit the nail on the head. I mean, the attorneys are going to make a buttload of money and I highly doubt it's going to change the outcome. It's just going to draw
1: the process out and make it more painful than it's already been. I don't look forward to it at all. So I do have an opinion about lawyers and that opinion is the final verdict is not really the goal. The goal is how long they can drag it out and make as much money as they possibly can, regardless of the issue at stake. It's just the way I feel about it. And I'm sorry for any attorneys watching. I, I I do apologize, but I stand by my words.
0: (laughs) If I was an attorney in that position, either side, really. I probably would. I would I would, you know, gotta get to the bottom of it and I would make sure every little nook and cranny's been overturned, because if they're already spending billions in legal fees, what's a few more? I might as well make my buck.
1: We have another R asking a question.
0: Okay. Uh will the mainstream media stop reporting on COVID after our cult leader is <laughs> defeated in the election and or November third? Also from R. I wonder
1: if R voted for the guy with hair.
0: (laughs) I don't know if that narrows it down a ton. Biden's kind of thinning.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But at least his is all natural. So I will say that I, I foretold a long time ago that after the election, we would see a dramatic drop in the coverage of COVID, but I might be second guessing myself in that because I was sort of assuming that the other guy would win and that it would, do no longer be an issue. I believe that our current man in the White House is going to make a bit of an issue about it still for a while.
0: Yeah, I I, I do think that the the amount we hear about it might drop a bit if if for no other reason there's going to be less contention. I feel like with 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 Biden in front once he's in front once once he's actually you know in the position of president, I feel like there'll be a lot less uh, friction in how they're dealing with COVID. I agree. And so there'll just be less to report on. I think there'll still be an issue, but
1: I just think there'll be less sensation to it. From the syntax of this one, I'm going to guess it's from the same R as the last no R. Way. Now that the U.S.
0: Supreme Court leans conservative, do the evangelical Christians still need to support our out-current cult leader as the means to an end has been accomplished? Also
1: from R. The means to an end is, still is valid. And do we need to support our current leader? I I think we have to support him until January 11th, I believe is the inauguration. And then no, you don't have to support him anymore. You do have to support whoever's in that office though. I do believe that. Yes. Well, I, yeah, I think,
0: I think that once he's out of office, I think he's going to be dropped like a wet towel. Very...
1: Unwanted wet towel. I think he's going to get a new.
0: I just think that they're going to want to replace him as soon as possible.
1: I think he's going to get a new show on Fox. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, somewhere, somewhere he's going to get a new show as soon as humanly possible. So this brings up a point though. And I, I did want to make this about evangelical Christians because I is one. I'm speaking in the syntax of the questions. So I is one (laughs) sort of matches the syntax of these questions. (laughs) And trust me, this carries on in some of the other questions. So I'm not only picking on R, but Mm. I do feel that as Christians and as believers, we have a responsibility to honor whoever is in power. It's Mm. one of the reasons I hated the name Obamacare, as I thought it was a slight to Mr. Obama, even though he started to call it that. Mm-hmm. And I think that whoever's in that office is deserving of respect. I don't believe it has to be earned once you're there. I think that you get it. it just comes with the office. Yes. And to a certain degree, after you're out, you know, all bets are off. I don't have a, I don't have a problem. Although I believe in the office, if it be Biden, if it be Trump, if it be Obama, if it be a Bush or a Clinton, Mm. I do believe in respecting the office and whoever's in that office. And that, as a believer, I feel it actually is written in the book that we hold true, that we need to respect those in authority. I mean,
0: When, when it was, when it was said, uh, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, render unto God what is God. I don't think Jesus was hinting that when you render what is Caesar's unto Caesar, you do it with a sneer. True. I think it was meant to be sincere. I do as well. The the respect should be given regardless of whether you like it or not. He's there. Are we agreeing on something, Will? Don't get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) The whole premise of the show falls apart, Dave. (laughs) Okay. Oh, this one's a long one. Um. So I have a topic I would like the show tackle. White and or graying hair on the baby boomer generation and how it impacts the prospects for employment. I started to gray in my 30s and was using just for men hair dye for many years. I found that when meeting with many people in a corporate setting that I was not taken as seriously as when I had my hair dyed. I would like William to put some context around this and how his generation see this. Call me later to discuss.
1: So That's I will just... So I'll t- into the show and watch. So I will tell you this. I did call T because I happen to know T. <laughs> I did call him. And I did discuss. So I'm gonna leave this up to you, William, to talk about for a minute. Well I I think it's it's not even just with like baby boomer
0: generation and the younger generation per se. There's still kind of a a, a a an implied experience that comes with people who are older in almost any workplace. When you're older, people just assume you have experience and assume that you have authority and so when all of a sudden you you don't uh, I think that 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 assumed um, competency is kind of ignored so like me going into the workplace it is assumed like I'm not saying that I am like some high-end person in my workplace but let's assume I had some really good degree and some really amazing credentials and I come into a workplace at 28 or 29 people are not going to assume that I am some high-end High level worker, they're going to assume that I'm a newer, younger worker. That's uh, just based purely on looks and age. And so by coloring your hair, you're just
1: lowering your outward appearance in terms of age. So, so, yeah, that that kind of just happens. So, is it valid, though? I, I mean, I, I don't want to put word in your mouth, although, is it no. valid? Is there. I don't think it's valid. No. I think that it's something that we should
0: aspire to avoid. I've had people in my workplace, like I I say, I'm only 29, but I've had people in my workplace that are younger than me as my boss. They've done a phenomenal job. They've been some of the best people I've ever worked with, both in terms of productivity and professionalism.
1: For the record, if you say you're 23, that makes me six years younger. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not giving that to you. So I do have a thought on this (laughs) and and T, I... I do know you, so I want to, as I feel your pain, I have been there. I've, I've experienced the lack of employment as I have no hair, not just gray hair. So I did a bit of research and I'm not sure that you would agree, but I haven't known anybody through history who's ever made it or had an impact on society who had gray hair. You know, in reaching into the heights of industries, I've never known anybody to do that. It's been, it always is people who who are younger, who are youthful. I mean, you just have to look around the globe. It always is the younger people. It always, it always is your lady dies. I've never known anybody who had any grays or losing hair who made anything of their life. And you know, honestly, I, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> the
0: sarcasm is so thick. <laughs> I could scoop it out of the air with a spoon. <laughs> I felt He's like Bill Clinton. It. I feel your pain. <laughs> I feel your pain.
1: Oh, bro. <laughs> I am sure I'm going to be hearing about that. I'm surprised I haven't got a text already. Put your phone on mute, just in case. It probably means that T is not watching. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out eventually. Yes. Uh, so we move into our main segment, Will, and yeah, I want to, so before we do, I want to talk a little bit in all seriousness about the last week, because it really is fairly, has global consequence. Yeah. And we hit a bonnet a little bit later on again as well, but it has been fascinating. I had a lady in my car there that I'm an Uber driver as sort of a side gig. I had a lady in my car who, who is not speaking with her family as her parents won't speak to her after the election. And it was, it was all because of how she voted. Wow. And that bothers me. That really bothers me.
0: Yeah.
1: So I gave her our card for the show. So hopefully she's tuning in.
0: (laughs) Well, it's, I I read a really good take on, on, on Twitter the other day about how I'm going to use myself as an example here. So I'm voting if I were voting for Biden, obviously I'm, I'm in Canada, but if I, if I were voting Democrat, I'm voting, you know, say for racial equality for police reform, uh, for protecting uh, people of other nationalities uh, or, or religious beliefs within the country, et cetera. Those are things I'm mm-hmm. voting for. Right. That doesn't mean that people who don't vote for Biden are voting against those things. Right. The same way that because I'm voting for Biden, I'm not where, where, where someone who's voting red, they're voting, you know, for the rights of infants, unborn infants mm-hmm. or, uh, uh, I can't think of any other examples, but I'm not, I'm not necessarily voting against those because I'm voting blue. I'm right. just choosing higher priorities or different priorities. Sorry, not higher.
1: Right.
0: And so I, I want to villainize, like villainizing someone because they voted different is uh, I, people on the opposing political party. Aren't sitting at home <laughs> twisting their mustaches as they vote for someone else. They're people right. who care very deeply about things as well. And they are still valid things. Right, so the election is just showing who's caring more about certain topics. It's not who's evil and who's not. It really shouldn't be at least and I, and so seeing people yeah. just just cut off family members because of it is
1: horrible, horrible, and I agree. I think the one thing I got to remember, regardless of what side of the fence you're on is that the other side loves their country too, yeah, they love it every like every bit is passionately as you do, or as I do, or as you know, that the other side does, mm-hmm. you have to remember that, or it does, it makes it, it does make it us against them. And, and yeah. I, it's harsh. So on that note, we really suck at the transitions and we got to get this better. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get it, we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll, we'll, we'll hit our stride. We'll find our pace. We'll find our pace. I think, with time. I honestly, I think our pace is going to be in between every episode, every segment. We're going to have a special K video and just play <laughs> special K. That'll be our, that'll be our transition.
0: <laughs> we'll just contract her mother to send us X number of videos every week. So That's we have enough.
1: Well, she is my daughter, so I don't think I'd have to I, pay her. She, she's your daughter. She'll charge you okay <laughs> <laughs> okay she's so my daughter on, she's never going to see this so i don't need to worry much <laughs> on, on,
0: on to the topic at hand um, we wanted to talk about uh, a couple of things notably uh, minimum wage and universal basic income kind of as just rough concepts um so i'm going to take on the, the responsibility of talking about universal basic income uh, also sometimes called uh a reverse income tax. It's something that's still, I think, kind of in its infancy, especially in in Western society, because the concept of being paid a a, a wage, regardless of work done, is kind of foreign to us. Um, But the concept, the concept is that every person of a certain age within the country is given a flat amount of money to theoretically cover their most basic expenses of food and shelter. So that every person doesn't have to worry about those things. And so along with that, you know, your wages at your jobs throughout the country would all be shrunk to accommodate, to, to, to compensate for that. So that employers aren't, you know, paying the same amount of money and then employees are just getting twice the money. Um, and so the the concept in theory, I want to preface as, is, is in theory, is that when a person's basic needs are met, And when all the money they're getting from their employment is on top of, so all the, if I'm, if I, if my basic needs are met and I'm working all the money that I'm getting from my job is like fun money. That's the money I can spend on making a stupid podcast on buying a new car on additions to my house, whatever. The idea is that you'll be more inspired to work when you're working for gain, not sustenance. You're not working because you have to. You're working because you want to improve your life. The quality of your life is is the idea. The the pushback being that uh, if your basic needs are met, you have no motivation to work. And so you're just going to sit at home and play video games. So like in the 80s, I believe, this was tested in Manitoba in Canada. And they found no reduction in people's productivity when their basic needs were met. But again, that is a different time. We didn't have the internet like we do now. We didn't have the social media. We didn't have television as easily accessible as we do now. So that may change. Uh, they were doing a test in Ontario here where I live, which has been canceled by the conservative government here. They cut it off short. So we don't know what the results of that were. Uh, and I believe they're testing it in Sweden, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. So a, cu- a couple of different nationalities or nations are, are testing the concept to see how having a basic income affects people's productivity and to answer the question of how people pay for it because obviously the money doesn't just doesn't just come out of thin air the idea i'm going to use the united states as an example and this is a very rough example because american welfare is very complex as i found out the uh, the concept is that all of american welfare gets replaced by ubi all of your uh, uh your family care all of your, uh, not Medicare, but um, seniors care, basically every form of welfare with very few exceptions is all contained within UBI. Mm -hmm. So it eliminates about 60% of the cost. Yes, I see the comment from, from Mr. Whitmer there. And that's why they're testing it is they want to find out if people have that incentive to get ahead. Obviously some people will have more and some people will have less and we don't know how that's going to translate in today's society, which is why the testing from 80 years ago is kind of null is -hmm. it's just so out of date that it doesn't translate into modern society. So that's why we want to experiment with it and find out, uh, back to paying for it. So welfare would cover about 60% approximately. It's a very rough guesstimate Mm -hmm. by some experts. Right. And the other 40% we would have to find, The big trade-off is that when you get rid of all those different welfare systems, you also get rid of all the bureaucracy. There's no need to sign up for it, no need for any of that crap. So the government can save an immense amount of money, although potentially lose a lot of jobs, by not needing to do that. Every person of a certain age just gets it, period. I'm not saying this is all like some sales pitch saying it's the best thing ever. It's just a concept that we're exploring as a society, or should be exploring, I think it has potential, maybe not in a a form as simple as I stated as a layman, but in theory, there's potential
1: to it. So if I can, if I can ask a couple questions, Will. Please do. My mouth is dry. Good. Okay. So one thing I I read what Doug wrote, and again, I kind of agree. And one of the arguments against it has always, has been the incentive factor is that if you give everybody the same amount of money, No one will want to work. No one will want to work. Now there is the argument that, that, hey, you're going to make more if you work, but there are a a lot of folks who, who don't really want to work. The only reason they do work is because they have to work and therefore Mm -hmm. they are productive members of society. So if you give them money and say, here's a thousand dollars a month or $2,000 a month or however much. Yeah. How do you motivate the unmotivated and not It isn't the unmotivatable, it's just the unmotivated. How do you motivate them to get off their butt and off the couch and go get a job? How does that look in this world? That's,
0: that's, that's exactly why I say it's, it's different now than it was in, in the eighties, because with how affordable entertainment is now, like your ability to get a cheap computer and play video games or a TV and pay $8 a month for Netflix and have virtually unlimited television, your ability to stay home and do nothing is greater than ever before. Right. Because in, in, in the eighties, it basically boiled down to their food and their shelter was paid for, but they had nothing to do. You couldn't afford drugs. You couldn't afford partying. You couldn't afford anything on the UBI. So you got a job and you worked and then you could spend that money. Whatever you worked for was yours to have fun with for the most part, obviously. And so that was kind of the incentive factor. Uh, Right. I just, we don't know how it's going to translate in modern society.
1: We noticed that here in the COVID, after COVID, when they were offering all the stimulus, they were sending everybody money, they were upping the EI, it got to $600 a week extra over the normal EI. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of folks here who were making more money off, like away from the job than they were working Mm -hmm. and what happened. And they, they actually answered this in quite a few areas of the country where they offered them a bonus if they showed up for work again after the, (laughs) after the, the lockdown had ended and it sort of, it was sort of a great example of why I for one would argue against a UBI is that it removes that incentive to work.
0: Yeah. In, in, in direct rebuttal to that, because as you're saying, they're making more on the COVID uh, uh, relief than their previous jobs. UBI is meant to take the place of, I believe the current I think in Canada, they were using 130% above the poverty line. So that worked out to like 1300 a month. Right. So that is, if you work at minimum federal wage in Canada, you will make more than 1300 a month by quite a bit. Right. 1300 a month is not a livable wage in most places in Canada, really. Right. So UBI is, is, is meant to be, bottom of the barrel affordability. Right. Like most people will not be okay living on just UBI because they would have to live like a pauper. Right. So I, the, the idea behind it is also then to find that sweet spot and it would probably have to be adjusted based on where you live to a certain degree. If you adjust it too much, then you're incentivizing people to go move somewhere else because they get more free money. Right. But the idea is that it's only just ever so barely enough to try and, to try and, not incentivize people gaining the system because we have the same problem here in Canada with people, especially people who work like part-time jobs, right. Where they were told they were going to be working full-time and on paperwork, they're hired full-time, but they only get X number of shifts. Right. So when the government sees, Hey, you're contracted to work full-time, they got COVID pay as if they were working full-time, which they weren't. Right. So we have the same thing up here where people are making more money off, off their, like out of their jobs than they were making in them.
1: So yeah, actually a
0: real concern.
1: And we're going to wrap this up for here in a minute, although we've had a form of this actually in Canada for a number of years. I lived up there for most of my life and it was, it was in the baby bonus, or I believe at the time mm-hmm. it was, it was the child, I can't whatever what benefit, exactly,
0: but I know what you're talking about.
1: We knew families who had done the math who would have X number of babies as they could live off of the baby bonus. Mm -hmm. They didn't need to work as if you had six kids or five kids, can't remember the number. You Mm -hmm. could live very comfortably on the baby bonus. Yeah. And we knew people who did that, who were not motivated to work and they found Mm -hmm. a way to live off the government handout. And I don't know that we will that if you offer that, and here's my last rebuttal, if you will, you mm-hmm. had mentioned that if you do this, you will lose a whole bunch of government jobs as they don't need to administer mm-hmm. these other things. You know, me and my love of any federal government or of any government <laughs> at any level, I have never known a government to ever say, Hey, we don't need to hire v- v- these 18 folks. So let's just lay them off and, and get And unions would have something to say about that. And we won't spend that money anymore. No, they're going to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have a very hard time. Is a very different process than the, it's it's still very much a concept, a theory, if you will, making it happen would be a a monumental task. Right. Well, I'm not, I'm not necessarily endorsing it or saying it's the thing we should do. Uh, Yes. Doug also makes a very good
1: point there. There is an added. There's one more. It's example. You read it on Facebook all the time. And we, you see it on, see it on social media. And I want. And at the end of the segment or the end of the show, we're going to, to address w- what you should or should not believe on social media. But there's an we'll example, w- which I think is, is apt. Is is in a classroom. And, man, the teacher. Would average the grades out, and it gets into more detail that it, except the highest one he would lower down and, and he would get the score to the lowest, and he did that until everybody sort of even out in the grades, but mm-hmm. th- then nobody excelled as there was no reason to excel. Yes, you just had to be and average. It's I, a
0: yeah, no, I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, and the idea is I'm trying to think of a way to vi- make this visually. Easy to visualize. Rather than trying to level all the scores to a certain point, mm-hmm. the idea of UBI is rather to just raise the base right. that everyone starts from. You can still gain just as much. And you, the amount that you gain, so if I work my ass off for 80 hours a week, mm-hmm. I will still gain 80 hours a week more money than the guy who works zero hours a week. Our base level is different. Right. I'm still making... Like the, the, the difference in our wage is right. gonna be basically identical or how much money we have and how much spending money I have it's just the baseline is there right it, right. it is raised up so I'm working for me because I want to because I want the money because right. the money will be most more of the money in theory will be mine uh, and, and not working because I have to because I'm obligated to right. Again, I just want to reiterate, I'm not saying all this stuff because I heavily endorse UBI. I think it's an interesting concept and we're talking about it, but it's not like I'm not the big spokesperson
1: for UBI. (laughs) It just means you picked a side and I picked a side and we're talking about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: So on that note, we're going to move on to the next one, which was, it was my baby got to argue this week. and It's the minimum wage and where do we want our minimum wage? Is it, if it should be, if it should be indexed with inflation, if it should raise every year, if it should be anything, or should we even have a minimum wage? And it's hard to answer for me as I'm a sympathetic person. So I don't think that anybody is worth, $3 Three dollars an hour. I think they're worth a lot more than that. I should I should reword that. I think everybody is worth more than three dollars an hour. And yet there are several states in the US which as a waitress you're assumed that you will make a bunch of tips. And so therefore your minimum wage is about three twenty-five an hour. It might even be less than that in, in some of the in Arkansas and Alabama and those areas. But I I don't like a minimum wage and I'll be really honest. It came from, from reading a lot, a lot of the works of Milton Friedman and a few of the free market thinkers. And here's the reason why, and it sort of goes to the whole argument of the UBI as well is what's the incentive to work harder. If you say that I am, by automatically I'm going to work for $15 an hour in Seattle. That if I work at McDonald's or I work at Microsoft, that I am worth $15 an hour. Where is the incentive to actually work at a hard job as, say, working as a landscape artist? Because I can flip fries or flip hamburgers and serve fries. And not need to have any responsibility and make the same amount of money. Whereas if working at the, at the burger joint was only $4 an hour or working at the landscaper was $15 an hour, it would be much more to my advantage if I worked harder and worked for a landscaping company. It seems to be for businesses it's hard to justify minimum wage now having said that we all know in the dark ages and coming up been through the the industrial age when there were no unions the reason unions happened was because of the abuse of the worker so there's a small piece of me and i say small which Realizes that we probably need some regulation of the market, but I think it can be measured in one book, not reams of books, and that is one of the arguments for a free market, no minimum wage. Having said that, I want to I want to reference some of the information that I got, and I'm going to give an example. I'm going to bring you you in again here, Will. One okay. of the things that It's sort of, it hit home to me is who this usually hits the hardest is your entry-level worker is Mm -hmm. his rates are going to raise a dollar an hour, except he goes out and goes out to the bowling alley and all of a sudden instead of $8 a game, it's $11 a game. His dollar is, is not going to go as far Mm -hmm. For me, if I'm working for $40 an hour, I don't care if if my bowling is a little bit extra or not. It doesn't affect me because I, I don't go bowling probably. It doesn't hurt me. That is the largest argument. I actually, I had a a conversation with a kid about three years ago as our, as our wages here were rising in the state of Washington. And he said, Mm -hmm. he said, I can't go bowling anymore. He said, I work at the bowling alley. And he said He said, I got a dollar an hour more. And so I'm making $8 a day more. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: he said, he said, our bowling went up $3 a game. Yeah. And that's. So it's hard to argue for that. You go ahead. I'm going to have a drink.
0: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm in many ways, I agree with you there that I think that the, by arbitrarily raising the minimum wage, especially when you're talking about raising it to levels like $14 an hour, like we have here in most of Canada. Um, yeah. Em- em- employers are going to raise the prices of their services to match that. And, or they're going to start cutting benefits somewhere. They're going to make it level out for them. The businesses, especially I like think the larger the business, the more actively they've tried to level out their, their expenditures. So right. where they're forced to pay their employees more, they're going to cut somewhere else. It's right. kind of a similar concept to like a uh, carbon tax, right? Carbon tax on corporations is not really going to fix much because they're going to work the cost of the carbon tax down onto the consumer somewhere along the line. And so we, as the people who apparently wanted the carbon tax, we're going to end up paying it, not the oil companies and minimum wage. we say, we say we're doing it for the minimum wage workers they're the ones that are going to feel the effects of all these businesses raising the cost of their goods because they have to pay their employees more. And so it's a really kind of a hard-to-win situation right. because if you don't have any regulation, it will be abused. As right. you said. People are going to abuse that system. But if you have over regulation, the employers and the businesses are going to have they're going to they're going to have to make their money elsewhere. And it's that cost is going to translate down to the lowest common
1: denominator, the people at the bottom are still going to get hurt. So I do want to go back for just yeah. a minute at the carbon tax, although I'm going to do that after because I, I want to come back to that because I have a great, mm. I experienced the carbon tax impact and I want to talk about that after this, but I, mm. there is an argument for higher minimum wages, corporations who, who can absorb it, i.e., uh, the grocery stores or Microsoft mm-hmm. or Amazon, who who already are paying the majority of their workers more, they they absorb the majority of that increase, and there is that argument, and and I guess it's a good one because I think if you look at the larger corporations, it's it not as much of an impact on them. If you're Microsoft, the, the amount of those who are working there who, who earn the minimum wage is almost nil. So it really yeah. won't hurt that company much. Yeah. It's your McDonald's, right. your grocery stores right. and your small, uh, small businesses. Right. It, it really hurts your small business who massively, who, it hurts them in a big way. Mm-hmm. So on the permit, t- yeah, go ahead. Okay,
0: well, I just, uh, I can't speak to all this. Like, this is purely anecdotal. Uh, but ever since that $14 an hour, uh, minimum wage hike in Canada, yeah. all like small time carpenters, uh, workers, a, bl- a lot of blue collar jobs, a lot of the small time ones, right. Small business owners and, and and small crews can't afford to pay 14 bucks an hour. So they, they end up having to do work under the table to right. make, to incentivize their employees to stay. Right. So they only pay them the very bare minimum. And then, you know, you work on weekends, you just get cash or right uh, you know, he buys you pizza every other weekend or whatever the incentive is. They're having to be forced to do things that aren't legal and aren't, sometimes aren't safe. Right. Because they can't afford to pay that kind of wage. And so they have, they have to try and cheat the system, which isn't good for anyone. I think it's not good for the person paying and it's not good for the employee either.
1: I would agree. So I want to go back to the carbon tax idea because. Yes, yes, please do. I've. This is going to be a topic in one of our future shows, although I want to touch on this now mm. because you brought it up and I, and honestly, folks, <laughs> this really is how our conversations go. We get, we get <laughs> arguing is. something and somebody will say something about the, <laughs> whatever, you name it, you'll get the price of tea in China and we jump yep. on that. So this is how it goes. So <laughs> the whole goal of carbon, of the tax on carbon is what, William? In one sentence, if you are to encapsulate
0: it. To encapsulate it, uh, it's to try and incentivize companies to reduce greenhouse gas
1: emissions. Thank you. So I, so I drive a hybrid. It's the mm. first hybrid I've ever owned in my life. It's a f- Ford Fusion. I love it. It does great on gas. I, I mm. bought it used because I'm cheap. It runs, it runs wonderfully. And I insured it the year I bought it and my registration was $64 or whatever. So I went to register it again because it's an annual thing here in Washington and it mm-hmm. was
0: $157. I so wonder I'm,
1: why. So I'm like, hey, wait a minute, what's going on? So I get to looking at my re- registration fee and there is a fee for $75 for for using a hybrid and if you drive a fully electric vehicle, it's a hundred and fifty dollars a year. what there is no gas tax, and so in reading the ration the rationale behind this, they had to increase the fees as they were not receiving the gas revenue off the gas tax, and they were very clear <laughs> and they were very clear in their in their discussion points and in arguing it here. That the reason for the added fees was they were losing money from the gas tax, which is one of the reasons I have such a distrust of government because they do things like this. Here's why we have a carbon tax. And you do something that is that, and it's like, oh shoot, that didn't work very well. We have to raise fees. Yeah. I've never been a fan of the carbon tax, but now I'm really not. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm not a particularly good fan of it either, but that, yeah, they, they do
0: things under the guise of it being better for everyone involved and you're going to save money with it. No, no. they're going to get their money somehow.
1: They always do. Yes. So I want that's to... That's getting into
0: super philosophy that I don't want to touch on today.
1: Right. So I want to mention, for those of you who are watching, and William, we're up to 10 people watching, which is awesome. Thank 11. you guys. 11. 11. Ask us questions because we may not know the answer or if you, Mm. if you make a comment, we'll throw it on the screen, just like Susan's. Yes. Make some comments, ask us, we'll answer them as much as we can, as well as we're able. Um, Our, Our hope and dream here is to have too many to answer. That's, that's like, that's
0: the big, hairy, audacious goal is to have too many comments. That's right. We it's would a problem love, we want to
1: have. We would love to have to ignore you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. We have 11 people watching. Well, I think that's awesome. This is only Perfect. our second week. We've had a number of downloads of the podcast, and this is awesome. An 1100% increase over last week. Well, act, on that, EA. actually, last week was your mom watching. So. She equals all 11 in our minds and our hearts. It really is just, it's a hundred percent increase. See, I'm kissing up for doing something wrong. There you go. But speaking of EA, we're going to move on to our next segment, Will. (sighs) What a segue that was. Oh, We're getting better.
0: Coming. Okay. So for Will's rant of the week here, you want to zoom in on me a little bit? People can tell that I'm not inside of a, a nice professional studio here. Wouldn't want them to get the wrong idea. Anyways, uh, so for those of you who are not in, into, uh, into video games that much, I'll break this down as simply as I can. In many video games, uh, there's the option for what is called microtransactions, which is where you spend usually amounts of money on, at or under $10 to get things in the game. Cosmetic items, you name it. It doesn't really matter what it is. But the idea is you spend small amounts of money to get small things in the game. This is on top of the purchase price of the game. So you've bought the game, and then inside the game, you're like, hey, we'll sell you more things in this game for more money, which is fine. Kind of greedy, but fine. The problem is when you have what's colloquially colloquial, colloquially, yeah, called a loot box, which is you pay the money, and the box has an unknown item or items in it. So you pay your money, you roll the dice, and you see what you get in it. That sounds like gambling, because it is gambling. And companies like EA, if you can read the little blurb that's on the screen here, make billions. And That's not an exaggeration. They make billions of dollars off of these a year. And the problem with this isn't just that it's gambling. Gambling in itself isn't necessarily a problem. It's that there's no restriction on who can do it. So if you're a six-year-old playing FIFA... If you can figure out your parents' credit card information or tell your parents that you just want to spend a little bit of money in the game, you can gamble. It triggers the exact same areas of your brain as running a slot machine. The difference is that it's not regulated, and it's not age-restricted in any way, shape, or form. And EA and other companies like them have been spending millions of dollars fighting court cases in countries all across the world, including Canada now, as there are places in Canada that are suing these companies For these practices. So I'm ranting about it because it's it's an ongoing long-term problem that is thankfully changing, but I don't think enough people are aware of it. I don't think that most parents of children necessarily realize that there is gambling in their kids' video games. When you have a G-rated sports game where their primary drive is not the sale of the game, EA is not making that much money off the actual game sales. They are making money off of incentivizing gambling. In people under the age of whatever your legal gambling age is where you live. Because there is no regulation currently. Not in Canada, not in the States, and not in most of Europe. Yet. Hopefully that will change because it is greedy to a fault. Like to, to an immense fault. And, and that's the rant because I hate that. I hate people wringing money out of children. It's predatory. And absolutely unacceptable. That that yeah, that's it. That's all. That's all I got. Rant over. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. Do you feel strongly about that, Will? Uh, yes, yes I do. Uh, targeting children for
1: money is uh, right up there. You know, I heard your rant, and I and I was I was thinking about gambling and how addictive it is. Is it reaches into that half of the brain that that is so susceptible to addiction and it's, it's, I agree with you. It it isn't a good scene. Those little shots of dopamine
0: are just as effective in children as they are in adults. And they are just as addictive.
1: Yeah. I agree with your aunt. Yay. I have a suggestion for you next time. I want to see you spit as you get very angry about this. (laughs) I want you to have to change. Getting mad. Your pop filter at the end of the show, <laughs> so you down that's right <laughs> <laughs> we have we have another segment will we do voter we, we, we fraud in America is it real and before oh we boy. go into this, I sort of want to <laughs> I want to add some uh, uh before we do, we have a comment oh uh. Yes,
0: someone should be held accountable. I mean, the parents should be held accountable. That's that's a problem in and of itself in terms of parenting. Uh, I just mean that there shouldn't be an incent There shouldn't be as much of an incentive for the kid to do that. Microtransactions are predatory to begin with, and gambling microtransactions are only more predatory. That's just an escalation of what is already uh, a greedy practice.
1: Right.
0: And I. I know too many friends that sell games in like game shops and such, and too many parents that don't pay attention to what their kids are playing. Right. Whether it be violence content or monetization, they, they, they just don't pay attention to it. So I guess my rant is half against the company and half against parents to pay attention, pay attention to what your kids are playing and what they're spending their money on your teenagers even. Right. Take some interest in it and do a little bit digging, not in an intrusive way but because you care, play the game with your kid, do that, learn the ins and outs of it that way, however you need to do it. Not you personally, Doug, As I, I know you do that because you're a good guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this obviously is a topic that I think maybe we could address a little more time in, in, in a future show, because I think, I think it, I agree. It touches on people. And I think that's, it's, a, it is important to, I personally, I feel it should be parents who, who are held responsible. You should know what your kids are doing. You should know where your visa card's at and if it's being used for things. Having said that, I have a son once who, who was months on the internet while his mother and his father thought that he was doing schoolwork that we learned afterwards he was surfing the internet. And that was I don't in know the who that is. And that was in the days of shot. dial up. Then that was in the days of what dial on. up. I don't know what you were surfing in dial up.
0: <laughs> uh, I spent the whole time waiting for pictures of Lego sets. It there took you like go. 5 minutes to load a single image. <laughs> I wanted to read the whole Lego magazine. it wouldn't ship out to the middle of bum-stuck nowhere where we live. That's my excuse and I'm sticking to it.
1: Okay. Lego so,
0: is a valid reason for not being educated.
1: So I want to make some note on this if we were doing this realistically i i think i think the ticker would be going by a lot faster because there is so much for <laughs> super fast right there there we go anyway that's what i want yes so voter fraud in america is it real will hot topic hot topic and is i want to talk do we know things i don't know let's find out
0: oh here we have okay oh wait uh Keep adjusting my glasses as if I have actual lenses in them.
1: This is a video that the, you may or may not have seen on certain social media sites. I, I have seen snippets of it. Yes, I, I just love got the helping hands, with the finger over the guy's head. You'll see some eyeballs here in a second, and really, idiot proved it. They did. They did. Oh, we're gonna look around. Oh, here comes the eyeballs. Ooh. And just in case you missed the pen. Ooh, there's a red arrow. <laughs> just in case you weren't paying attention, kid. Here you go. And we lost him. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my first thought seeing that. Okay, uh, hold on a uh, second. Where's the context? Hold on just a second. I wanted to point out that okay. as soon as the real fraud began, him writing on the on the ballot... We pan never the ca- away. <laughs> We pan the camera away. If you're going to film a crime in progress, leave the camera on the damn crime the whole time. Film the crime. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah.
0: My, my first thought with that video is, where's the context? I, I don't know what the guy's doing, when he's doing it, right. or where he's doing. I'm going to assume that he's counting ballots. Those look kind of vaguely like ballots. I don't know what American ballots look like because I've never voted in the states. I have, but that's the extent of my knowledge. Uh, I don't know when it was taken. I don't know where it was taken and I don't know, uh, uh, what he was doing. All I know is he grabbed a pen yes. and he was writing on a piece of paper. Yeah. To call that circumstantial evidence, I think is giving it a lot of credit. I would agree. I, uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think that's a prime example of what I see or have seen a lot of on social media. The last couple of days is people sharing these videos like this as, as evidence of voter fraud. And if these were videos of actual fraud, if, if they, if they were truly were fraud, I would suspect that things like this would be being given to courts by the GOP as they file their lawsuits in various States contesting the votes and the voting systems in those States. Right. But they're not. And so either the GOP has even better evidence
1: or it's not very good evidence. So here's our recommendation. As a father-son team, Mm -hmm. if you see a video like this on Facebook, (laughs) thanks, Doug. If you see a video (laughs) like this on YouTube, (laughs) if you see a video like this on Twitter or Instagram, spend three minutes at the most and look it up. And see if you can source it from somebody other than your uncle Jim, who got it from, from whoever. Yeah. Research. you see it on, it
0: doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you're on. When you see it on Fox news, do yourself a favor, go see what CNN has to say about it. Or for me, the inverse. If I see it on CNN, I'll go check out Fox news and see what they have to say about it. There's almost always more to the story than, a 45 second clip like that without context. There's a Snopes, great split fact you name it. There's innumerable yeah. s- companies that 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 fact check those things. Do yourself a favor. Google no. it. No, do Just us it. do us a favor. Google. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do us a favor. I don't care about you. Do us a favor so we don't have to read the 19 feeds every yes. second that go across our Facebook feed that says, I yeah, saw man. Jimmy doing this to a ballot. I saw one this. <laughs> we- I saw one We're today on gonna... the doom scrolling already. You <laughs> don't need that in there as well. We really don't. I saw one today and again, a friend of mine had commented and said, you need to do some research. And so I thought, well, I'm going to go watch the video. Mm-hmm. So I went and I watched the video. And again, in Facebook now, if it is, if it's a questionable video, there is this little, there's a warning that pops up. It says, this may not have all the information or something to that effect. Yeah. So I thought, well, Hey, I know that everybody assumes that Facebook leans left and that they're Mm -hmm. out to get the right. And so I thought, well, I'm going to look at these sources. The sources were from four different sources from across the spectrum. And they all said, including those on the right said, this was a zoomed in, it ignored the rest of the shot. It was not indicative of what was happening. And nobody saw that who saw the video on the post and yeah. just Google stuff. I mean, if you're doing it on okay. Facebook, it offers you the help right there to look, you don't even yeah. have to Google it, just, you don't it's, have to Google it. I think I just said, I think I just matter. said Google. <laughs> it's the thought that
0: matters. We're it's, listening to what you mean, not what you say.
1: David. <laughs> oh gosh, that's a scary yeah. thought. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it It's something that, Please, please, I yeah. cannot say this enough. As
0: as Doug says, it would be a felony if it was voter tampering. And if that is truly voter tampering, I am sure, I am sure there is some Republican lawmaker about ready to jump down that dude's throat and throw him in prison. Yeah, like, I agree. Know, if these are verifiable instances of fraud, I guarantee you right now with the veritable army of lawyers that right. the Republicans are, are mobilizing right now. Right. They're going to find it. And yes, they they're will. going to prosecute. We on Facebook aren't doing anything about it. Like we're not going to share these videos on Facebook and Jul- Rudy Giuliani is going to be scrolling on his phone while he's taking a shit and be like, oh my God, we missed that one. Go, we gotta get after this guy. That's not going to happen. Like you're not doing anyone any favors with sharing it. It's it's not,
1: so, not going to save the world. <laughs> are you saying that that people surf Facebook while they're on the commode. What? Are what a you novel oh, idea? Oh my gosh! Do that. I I don't know. Obviously, I obviously, obviously Rudy Giuliani <laughs> does it. The pig. <laughs> <laughs> on, we're Such gonna move on. Cultured swine, because <laughs> we're getting into into toilet humor, which is never going to go well. And speak for yourself, I'm having a great time. We got in trouble last time because I used the word "sex" about forty-seven times in three minutes, and I yeah. don't. And I don't think we should go into toilet humor now, even though <laughs> it is so much fun to go there. <laughs> We're going to go into into a segment called "What Does Dave uh, Know?" and I just want to give a preamble that there's a lot that Dave does not know, just to be clear on this topic.
0: Somehow I still have a hard time coming up with things, but here's here's our one for today. Uh, have, do you know what a Tamagotchi is? A Tamagotchi.
1: This is a, this is a blast from my past as a child. Well, I have two options. I'm going to go with the first one, which first went through my head, and then I'm going to give you the second one as an alternate. The first one is that... Um, oh shoot. Now I can't think of the name of the, or anime. Is it, is it a character in anime? It is not. Is option number one. Good guess. The other one is, is it a form of sushi? Because all you kids know I don't like sushi. So I figured maybe it's a form of sushi with raw fish or something. A, you're missing out. Uh, B, it is not. Okay. Uh, Tamagotchi was
0: actually a very, very small, like very small, uh, handheld electronic game. Okay. That you would get as a kid. And you would have a pet. It would be like a dinosaur or yes. whatever. And you had to feed it and you had to clean up behind it and all these different things. And it was a digital like,
1: version of the Chia yes. Pet. <laughs> it's exactly what it was with the digital
0: Chia Pets. And it, 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 it's funny because you can still find them today. And if they are still running, like if they haven't been used, some of them right. are still running. And they're just messes because Funny. The, the pets crap everywhere. <laughs> like, it's, it, they're like, they're fun little weird time capsules in their own right. It's, 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 it's something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I now have learned something new. I want to, I want to so point important. out the will. If you, if you make it small here, you can go here and it's really very big. <laughs> You do the whole. Is it the? Yes. I can't do it with my camera. Yes. I am squishing your head.
0: That's right. Squishing,
1: squishing your head. Squishing your head. I love it. Monty um, Python here. William. Yes. So before we move on to the wee bit that's left of our show, I want to thank our viewers because it has been absolutely fantastic having the interaction that we've had in the show today. We live for it. It's the reason we're doing this. Is a so we can mock people like Mr. T in the first, in the early segment and <laughs> and each other and each other absolutely and w- we want to interact. It's it's yeah. been it's been a lot of fun. It really the, has. The whole purpose of this is to foster conversation. Yes,
0: and that includes with us and that includes real
1: time. Yes. Otherwise, we would record this and throw it online and go back to our lives and wouldn't have to worry about making all those stupid mistakes with the cameras that I made in in, in the rant video. That's okay. Because when people uh, do the thing that we want them to do, which is uh,
0: go look up our podcast because this is a podcast. That's the final destination. And in about a week from when we film this live, you can go download it. Wherever your favorite podcasts are found. I think we're on everything except for Google and Spotify right now, but those are coming.
1: Yes, we will be on... Apple,
0: iHeartRadio, you name it.
1: We will be on Spotify by the end of next week, I believe. We're going to wait a little while for Google, but it won't be long. Yeah, so just look us up, The Will
0: and Dave Show, and you can get the audio version of this. We may make slight edits to compress it a little bit for the podcast,
1: but for the most part, you'll just get us unfiltered. It also is on our website at... Oh yeah, www.thewillanddaveshow.com and we will have all the show notes there as well including all the links w- which we referenced for our research on the topics that mm-hmm. we talked about because we don't have this this knowledge just off the top of our head all the time. We're not yeah. very bright, so we have to go <laughs> look for other bright people to give us ideas to talk about. So so Usually after we're live, I spend about an hour and a half or two hours, and I I move all the data onto our website, which is, William, you want to say that one more time so they get it? www.thewillanddaveshow.com Spelled exactly how it sounds. And I will have the links. I will have the podcast there. I will have the video there as well. I will have the link for next week's live video there. So you don't even need Mm -hmm. to go to YouTube. You can go right to our website. It'll lead you right to this next Saturday night at 7 p.m. Yes. And coming in the near future,
0: we are also in the process of setting up a Patreon for the show. Uh, This Patreon will involve behind the scenes and or after show uh, uh, shenanigans by us that will only be available to the people who support us on Patreon. So in right. the future, keep an eye open for that. If you want to support the show, if you want to show us how much you're enjoying it,
1: you can head over to our Patreon and look at it there.
0: As a, way.
1: as an aside, we may or may not have a brand new sponsor for next week who is already supporting the show. Oh, ho, ho. which is sort of cool. And they'll know yeah. about it next week. You will learn who our new sponsors, is. which we're really excited about. Because everyone listens to
0: podcasts for the sponsors. That's why we're here. That's why we come.
1: No, we just like to thank our sponsors live on the air because they make the well, show yes. possible. <laughs> yes, I just, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just shut up. Everyone, everyone, everyone shows the podcast. They, they all just want to hear about DollarShaveClub.com. That's why people listen to the podcast. <laughs> so we, we do not get sponsored by DollarShaveClub.com because we are different. Although if
1: DollarShaveClub wants to sponsor us, please do, you know, check us out. We, we have an email. So if, If any one of you really want to see an obnoxious (laughs) version of a sponsorship, just watch about 15 minutes of a Ben Shapiro live (laughs) podcast on YouTube, because he does this whole thing where he's talking, look at his computer and talking, and then he says, and if you really want to save money, you should buy gold at blah, 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 blah. And then he goes right back into his monologue and you think, I just got sold something In the middle, it it just the most annoying thing, and it's done in the Ben Shapiro voice, which drives me crazy. As much as I like Shapiro, I (laughs) I I just have a hard time listening. I would much rather read him than listen to his voice. Uh, Yes, any day. Anywho, anywho, we want to thank you 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 all. Yes, and please, if you're watching, hit the subscribe at the bottom of the button. That subscribe means that you know we're here. You like us even a little bit. (laughs) And you'll get notifications
0: when we're setting up to do a new live show. So if you're watching YouTube in the evening and we have our live show coming up,
1: you'll be notified, hopefully. Right. So without further ado, we would like to say goodnight for one more Saturday Night in the Books, episode two, and we will see you all next week. Stay safe. Don't die. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts or find us at our website at www.thewillanddaveshow.com.